Reintroducing the Iced Apple Crisp Oat Milk Macchiato from Starbucks. Now with Starbucks Blonde Espresso and Oat Milk, layered with flavors of apple, cinnamon, and brown sugar, and topped with a spiced apple drizzle. Welcome back, fall. Order today with the Starbucks app. Want better ingredients without breaking the bank? With Florida Crystals, you get all the goodness of top-quality sugars at a price that feels right. Made from organic sugar cane that we sustainably grow on our family-owned farms right here in the U.S. Florida Crystals Organic Raw Cane Sugars are kind to you, the planet, and your wallet. Whether your next recipe calls for light brown, powdered, or organic raw cane sugar, there's a Florida Crystals sugar for every baking occasion. That's honest-to-goodness sugar. Ready for the interview, and if you get a cue live on a laptop, watch what I'm gonna do. Welcome to the show, let them know we got a point of view. Hey, yo, let's have a combo. Say what you feel, be real, that's the motto. Real talk, pronto, Dr. D, PhD, hit the intro. Hold up, wait, gotta be social, network, global, a home for the locals. Gotta be social, network, global, a home for the locals. Okay, we're here with musical artist Stilo. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good, man. How about you? I'm doing really well. So when I was approached about chatting with you, I checked out the music and I was like, this is really good stuff, man. So I want to like <laughs> go backwards. I love going backwards on this stuff and learning about the origin story of each person. What's your origin sure. story in music? Man, I mean, I've been into music and creating music since I was a kid, man. But if we're talking professionally, you know, came into the game 2012, uh, came out the gate pretty hot with uh, luckily getting some airplay on radio with one of my first singles and was definitely more of a hip hop act at the time. And, uh, you know, fast forward 2017. Um, had some success along the way, but decided to take a step back for personal reasons. And, you know, by the time I came back around 2021, I mean, I was a, an, almost an entirely different artist in terms of, you know, the, the genre and, uh, and type of music that I was putting out. So, you know, now I'm an R&B act and I'm not rapping anymore and doing songs in Spanish and we're just switching it up, man. So, uh, it's a constant evolution. I like to think of it as, a uh, you know, my hiatus was a cocoon and here I am as a, as a different being. Well, tell me a little bit of what was, what are some of the reasons why you felt you had to have that evolution and the kind of motivations for that? I think it just ties into my personal growth. I think I grew out of the type of music I was making, the, the persona that came with it. And I just leaned into the more melodic and singing um attributes creatively and and it just felt it just felt more genuine to who I was and who I am now and it it just it became organic you know not too much thought went into it it was just something that I I wanted to do and it it came out to be a a bit different than what I was doing before Uh, you know you mentioned you said like you grew out of it was there I know you say it wasn't a lot of thought but like I'd love to learn more about the kind of the growing out phase of that moving into where you're at now you know I think it was just the the inspiration I was drawing from wasn't the same I think that when I was younger you know there was a lot more um I'd say maybe a bit more aggression maybe a bit more uh maybe a bit more braggadocious things like that Mm -hmm. and um 
I think now, you know, I just, I, I hone in on, on uh, a more R&B uh, positive and, and just skill-based kind of focus where I'm just focusing on the art and trying to leave, you know, any uh, negativity that comes with uh, the rap game aside. Right, right. So what do you think has changed the most about the music industry since you entered into it 2012 to now? Sheesh, I mean, back then, you know, internet and, and online, uh, social media, access to consumers, that was, that was already up and running. But when I came, came back around this year, it's just a different animal in terms of the way these algorithms work, you know, which, which uh, platforms are leading the pack now. And it kind of was a bit of a shell shock where yeah. it's like, okay, I think I got to <laughs> figure this out again before I know how to, how to fit in. So, um, I mean, the way that Instagram, for example, works is entirely different just in terms of who sees your post and, yeah. and how that works. So getting your music out to people, it's still, it's still heavily based on, getting direct to the consumer but also trying to figure out what the best platforms are to do so and and how to uh how to strategize there so it's 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 a work in progress for sure you ever find that it's a struggle to keep up with all of the kind of the daily posting the grind uh kind of the always being on with content with being an artist I think it depends on on the type of access that you you want to have. I mean, yes, in terms of being able to keep up with with daily access, that that's just tough to do. Some artists are really good at it. You know, they'll they'll have live streams and and IG stories and and tweets every day, but me I really like to focus on the music. You know, I think that because my music is a bit more personal you get a lot more of me from the music. And so I just, I just try to put out music in a way that, that connects with people. And that's when you see the most of me is when I'm putting out the content. So let's talk a little bit about how you create music. I, I love talking to people about this. Like, what's your process for creating an album, songs, things like that? I mean, it starts with an energy, like a creative energy where you just you just get the urge to 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 make some new music and lock it in the studio. That's really how it started. And, and once we hopped in, you know, it just became a matter of narrowing down the ideas, you know, spitting out the melodies and, and putting together a theme. And it, it, it all came together. And, uh, you know, this project that's coming out. Oh, shit. This month. Um, is really just a collection of, of those ideas and feelings and, and just that, that creative vibe. So when you're, when you're actually making the music, is there like a certain like rituals you have or things that you do, <laughs> you know, like a lot of artists have different ways that they express how they go into recording. You know? Rituals. I mean, we do have a process, you know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah. we'll wake up early, make sure we got enough sleep. We'll hit yeah. the studio. We'll talk for a bit, see if any ideas come out of the conversation. And uh, 
we just lock in. So it's really just a discipline more than a ritual. Okay. Um, and, and, and treat it like a work day. You know, some people have a nine to five, you clock in, you clock out, you know, the studio is, is, is no different. You, you go in there and you, you have a, a goal in mind. So, you know, when I leave here today, I want to have, you know, half the song done or the whole song done and just approach it that way. You think that's a common trait for a lot of artists, uh, kind of treating it in a very disciplined manner, or have you seen that no. it's a different way? You know, I don't. I don't feel like that's normal, honestly. <laughs> yeah, to your point, um, you know, my boy Zach, who is basically the other half of this project in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, producing and co-writing, he uh, he works with some of the top artists. Man, he has a lot of experience working with tons of different artists, a lot of household names. You know, Travis Scott, Kanye, uh, Trey Songs. You, I mean, the list goes on. And right. he, 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 he tells me, you know, he's like, most artists are not, their work ethic is not similar to yours in the sense that, you know, they lock in and focus and, and, and are task oriented. A lot of the times, you know, it's very sporadic, right. um, un, unorganized and, and <laughs> maybe, maybe even hard to get them to focus. So, right. so yeah, I think, uh, I'm sure there's other artists that operate the way I do, but I think to your point, it's a bit of an outlier. Yeah. I mean, the way you're saying, you sound so organized. <laughs> <laughs> God, God forbid, you know, a little, a little organization. Yeah. Hurt. I often artists are kind of very, you know, kind of all over the place on some yeah. level, you know, and <laughs> you sound like, okay, this is my job. This is what I do. I'm like, Oh, I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I could have had a cooler story, but that's, that's how I, <laughs> that's how I work. <laughs> I think it's a great way to work. It, it kind of goes on before, you know, I do these interviews, I, I get on here and I talk a little bit ahead of time. Um, before we record. And we talked a lot about behavior. That's my background, my doctorate in behavior change and Uh how you, what the behaviors that you do that influences either your definition of success or your definition of failure for Mm -hmm. that. And it sounds like you just have a, you have a very documented, very straightforward. This is how I get things done, which I think is great. You've defined it. Yeah, for sure. And that's, artists are kind of crazy because of that. It's not of yeah. it's working at different hours of the night is kind of when the feeling hits and things of that nature uh, can be all over the place, you know? Yeah. And I've, I've actually had Zach, you know, mention that he, he, he wants to try to implement some of that into, you know, his work sessions with other artists because mm. he'll find himself in a loop where the artist maybe keeps on recording new ideas you know, through, through the night and early morning. And now he's doing a session until six in the morning where he's like, you know, when we work, when we execute an idea, we, we know that we've, we've conquered the goal for the day and and we can feel accomplished, you know, investing in getting some rest and coming back the next day. So, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe there's something to it. I think there's definitely something to it. I mean, it's, it's one thing to be invested into your craft and you're just doing it all day, but is it efficient? You know, exactly. Allowing you to do other things that you want to do right. in your life. So how do you go about with the production of the music, you know, um, working with different producers? Do you have a you know, main guy you're working with or person or do you have different people? How does that process work for you? So, so far, I've been really in-house and uh, most of my production now is coming from 
contrabands um, out of Russia. And we're, we're pretty close. We keep a, a, a close, you know, long distance relationship, yeah. granted. But um, our sound is just very, it's, it's just very uh, in tune with each other. So, you know, he might have a slew of beats and uh, I'll listen through them. I'll say, you know what, I'm, I'm really inspired by these. I'm going to work on these. Or I'll say, you know what, I have this idea. Can you create a beat to fit that? And, um, you know, he'll he'll get that knocked out as well. So I think keeping it in-house for me, there's a continuity there that just, I think, keeps a, a consistent theme as far as sound and, and feel and vibe. And that's that's how I've been working, you know, on these past, uh, these recent songs, this recent project. And uh, I think that the beauty in it is that even though we're working in-house with the same team, there's still a huge... Uh, uh, element of of diverse sounds. You're gonna yeah. get your Latin sounds, your R&B sounds, your more pop sounds, and lo and behold, it's the same producer, it's the same writers. It's 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 just us being a, you know, being psychos when it comes to <laughs> being able to to fit, yeah. in, you know, put on different hats. Take me through the writing process of a song, and specifically, tell me a song that came together the quickest, and a song that took forever to come together hmm i mean it depends so usually we'll write the melody first we'll come up with melodies maybe the beats already playing it's like okay i have this idea for a catchy hook i have this idea for you know the verse etc and uh sometimes the words come very quickly and we actually categorize our songs based on the amount of days it took to make them. So oh, really? Them, yeah. So this is a one day or this is a two day or this is a three day. We've never gone past three days, okay. which I guess maybe is a good thing, but um, it boils down to two things. How long does it take? So the melodies are always going to come right away. Those will get written the first day. The lyric, uh, uh, lyrical process that depending on the type of song it is could take one day or two days and then depending on the i guess difficulty of of the vocals not necessarily because of the vocal range but maybe we want to add you know two three four harmonies maybe this song requires a lot of background vocals or or this and that and that could take another day so um I'll say one to three days and and a song like I Got You, for example, uh-huh. we call that, a, you know, that's one of our proud three dayers. And uh, a lot of it is because if you listen, there's a lot of harmonies and background vocals. And we really took our time in, in making sure that it, it came together in a way that we were proud of. I like the way it's like one dayers, two dayers, three dayers. That's again, sounds very organized. <laughs> <laughs> Everything with these deals sounds like a very assembly line and we did this we call it this the whole thing yeah um, it really is yeah <laughs> and i don't know, I don't know. did you ever think is. about it that way i mean like i i struggle between being proud of of being organized and maybe being uh, a bit ocd about it <laughs> right you know it's like how much of it is is efficiency and how much of it is like some sort of uh impulsive uh yeah you know necessity to 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 label it. I don't know, but whatever yeah. works, man. I don't, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to create right. music. I think it's whatever, whatever works for the artists and the team. You ever get other artists who want to pick your brain about what you're doing and provide advice to them? 
yeah for sure for sure i get a lot of dms or yeah um you know people reaching out and and maybe asking for general advice or yeah you know maybe more specific advice so it, it varies do you, are you able to give them some advice i know you're probably pretty busy like is there anything that you pr- tell people that's pretty constructive to them that maybe just one or two things that they could do in the business to really become better yeah i think that uh finding finding where you fit creatively Mm. and 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 honing in on what makes you unique um i mean i'm just thinking of some conversations i had recently right so there was one guy that reached out and he was uh you know he's putting out a certain kind of music and i'm i'm letting him know like you know it seems like you there is something special to your sound but it, it, it you know don't be afraid to hone in on that and stand out yeah. right and uh i think that one of the most common pieces of advice I give is just don't don't let being discouraged fool you or or become an illusion that that makes you stop your hustle, stop your mm-hmm. grind, or stop believing. I think that it's part of the process. And what every successful artist has in common is that they were the ones who didn't quit. And yes. uh, I think that it's really easy to to get discouraged and 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 convince yourself that maybe it's not worth it but that's that's part of the game and that's every artist went through that even the biggest names you could think that's of right. so that's such great advice i mean i i have i interview a ton of artists i'm related to several artists musical artists they're doing very well for themselves and i think that's the common thing is i've watched a lot of people at the bottom of the music industry and then move up and it's like they've experienced so much failure Right. But just kept moving forward in the face of that, you know? Right. Exactly. And it's sometimes like backbreaking. It feels like, man, this is never going to do what I want it to do. Which, well, you just never you know, know. Like, the biggest opportunities come when you least expect them. Correct. But, but you got to be, you got to be in the game. Like, you can't. <laughs> yeah. You, you have to be there when it comes. So it, that preparation has to be there. Yeah, it's it's keeping going is really important, even right. even in the face of it. And so I wanted to you made me think of something like this question. I like I don't ask it all the time, but I think it's interesting. It's like, what is making it mean to you in this business? Man, I would say. I would say it's it's twofold, you know, it would be it would be the the financial stability of of being able to do music and not only make a living but being able to provide at a high level and also it's reaching it's reaching people with your art you know what i mean i think that if it was only money and there was no element of of touching people or impacting people with your music uh i don't know if it would be worth it to me i think that Mm. there's a priceless element where when, when I hear people say, you know, I, I listened to this song and it got me out of a dark place or I relate right. to this song and, and, you know, it touched, you know, touched, touched, touched my soul or what I was going through. That to me, just artistically is, is something that makes it really rewarding for me. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's in the right place. It's, it's interesting. You can have one and, but maybe not have the other, and then it's not the same. 
you know, even right. if you just do it right. for the love, but then like, I don't know, you know, if you want to really do it and make it your living, there's, there's that, there's a business element too. You have to be aware of there's both sides of it, you know? Right. And a lot of artists get into it and they have very, they don't understand the business aspect of it, like at all, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, I think we're all figuring it out as we go, but for sure. Yeah. I mean, to be, at least be aware of it, yes. I think uh, goes a long way. Now, I know that we've had a lot of changes going on the past 12 to 18 months and live performing and stuff. Is that something you're getting back into or tell me about your live performances, you know, performing the stage, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's something that I'm, I'm really looking forward to, you know, uh, 2017 was, uh, was a good year for shows. I did a, a short tour within the States and it's fun, man. So now that I'm putting out the new music, um, was able to, to do a live performance recently for, for the Grammys, uh, one of their digital segments. And even though, you know, it wasn't a set and it was just one song, it's just, it was a teaser for me. Like, you know what? I really can't wait to, to go out there and touch these stages again. And not only, you know, see how people react to the music when they hear it, but to see how they react when you perform it and have that connection. Yeah, I think people certainly miss being up close to people that they enjoy their music and seeing it, you know, and, like, and it's, it's part of the expression. It's like, it that's, that's, that's part of what feels good about being an artist is being able to perform and express, express your music that way. How do you prepare for your performances? Man. Um, I mean, there's some mental preparation, but ultimately it's resting my voice, making sure that I've, I've, I have an idea in my head of, of what the set is and, and uh, what, what it's going to sound like and look like start to finish and just visualize it. And once I go out there, I, there there's not much thinking that goes on. It's really right. second nature. You know, it's, it's similar to when I'm shooting a music video, soon lights, camera, action, action. It's like, there's no more thinking. It's all, it's all nature. It's all instinct. And, and I feel the same way with shows. As soon as, uh, as soon as I start, performing it's like you know i'm i'm just lost in the moment yeah now is there is it more automatic for you because like you've spent so much time in rehearsal and practicing i think so i think i think so i think because i just spend so much time practicing my craft and and uh you know whether it's singing practice or 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 actually recording it it's like when you get on stage it's muscle memory at that point. Yeah. And so you're, you're more aware of connecting with the people than you are about making sure that you're singing it properly or anything like that. Yeah. Do you ever get tired of singing certain songs? If you do it, you know, between the recording of it and an actual performing it, is it like, okay, I've, I've sung this like a lot of times, you know, <laughs> you know what? No, I've, That's uh, good. yeah, just, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm really, uh, I guess I'm weird like that. I just, it doesn't get played out to me. I just, I could sing the same song every day and it's like, you know, I'm hearing it for the first time. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> that is so awesome. No, I, you know, I wonder, I just, sometimes I wonder, it's like when you're creating something, you're hearing it back over and over and starting. Right. It's like, oh my gosh. It's like, if you listen to a song, enough times you're like okay maybe a new song you know it's like 
I've talked, yeah, me and Zach have talked about that. It's like, man, by the time somebody hears this for the first time, yeah, like we've heard it thousands of times. Right. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's like, I, I wish I could uh, understand what it felt like to hear the whole thing for the first time. Unfortunately, that's just not something that, <laughs> that, that uh, the creator gets to experience. But, you know, maybe I can experience it vicariously. Do you ever like once it's fully done and you listen to it fully through the first time, is there something there for that? Or is it like, okay, I just, I've heard this a lot still. No, you're no, you're yeah. You're definitely onto something there. There's a, there's a huge rewarding feeling when you hear it once it's complete and we're doing that last listen, it's an entirely different thing because when we're hearing it back or when we've recorded half of it or maybe one layer of vocals, it sounds really naked. It sounds, yeah. it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't even sound that great yet, <laughs> right? but we're, yeah. but we're committed to that, that final kind of vision of what it'll sound like when it's done. So once we get there, it's like, Whoa, we really brought this thing to life. And so that's, you know, it's almost, it's like, even though we've heard the song in the making, maybe yeah. a thousand times it's like we're hearing the finished song you know for the first time and and that's pretty cool yeah i it would seem that way you know it's kind of because you're you when you're creating and i always tell people when you're creating something like what's the responsibility of that creation like seeing it through to the end and then enjoying it at that yep. point. you know do you yep. ever have like listening parties or different like focus groups things of that nature as well I have my small circle of, I guess we can call them trusted critics. Trusted and, critics. Uh, <laughs> trusted critics, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's one thing to to feel like you like the song, but right. we're all biased when it comes to our art. And so being able to, to share it with kind of that first sample size and uh, see if they feel the same way you do about it. And sometimes... You know, you get an unexpected response, but sometimes a song that you don't feel strongly about seems to resonate a lot with people. And yeah. so that that becomes almost the 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 next part of the process. It's like, OK, the song's done. Now let's figure out which one of these songs is is uh, ha- has the potential to resonate with people. Isn't that funny? It's like I was recently at like a listening of an album and and the artist was like, you know, this is my least favorite song. And I was like, this is actually my favorite song. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. And they were like floored. They're like, "Real? are you serious? I was like, yeah, I'm serious. You <laughs> like, never know. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so subjective. Music feels so subjective. But then sometimes there's songs that like everybody like an amass loves, you know? Yeah. It's hard to know. I feel like as an artist, how do you know you have a hit, you know? You really don't until uh, until until it takes a life of its own. Yeah. I mean, have you ever heard something that you've done and you're like, this is going to be big in your mind? And then you're like, well, maybe not, I guess. But or like, yeah, that's as good as I thought it was going to be. You know, I, th- like, I think that about every song, man. So yeah. it's like- <laughs> Steel is like but, everything's amazing. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm like every everything sounds like the next big song, but like yeah. I recognize that that's not the case because yeah. there's there's gonna be there's gonna be strong ones and weak ones um, as far as the response. So I just I, as long as I feel strongly about the song, it's almost like 
it's almost like the lottery. Like once you put it out there, yeah. you know, is this going to get traction that you think it will or, or, you know, will the song that you least expected to get traction, get the traction that, 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 mm. you know, you're looking for. And at that point you're able to kind of focus your efforts on what's working, but um, no, I mean, by the time I put it out, I, I already, you know, feel like it's one of the best songs ever. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, um, Oh my gosh, I was losing my train of thought. There was, I was thinking that was pretty funny. I was like, man, I love your confidence. This is awesome. You know? <laughs> it's like, no, it's amazing. Of course, it's amazing. How do you deal with people who like just don't like some of the things you've put out? That's, uh, that's part of the research process. It's like, yeah, I don't, I honestly, and, and maybe when I was younger, I used to, but I'm at this, I'm at a point in, in life and just, artistically where I really don't take it personal when someone doesn't like it. I, I actually, I try to find the constructive criticism there and it's like, okay, well, if they don't like it, is it because they're not a fan of this type of music or is there, is there a learning opportunity where, you know, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm learning what, what, what it is that people are drawn to. And it's like, it, it doesn't, I don't care. It's like, I, I would rather, somebody tell me that they don't like it than to pretend like they do and so right. i i just see the value in in honest opinions i mean that's a very evolved approach i think that's amazing <laughs> for that um how does that translate into maybe um i don't know how much you look at online feedback for your song and things of that nature you know mentions and all that is that something you actually look into or you just go i'm just really not part of my thing you know yeah, I've I've become pretty um pretty involved with like YouTube comments and yeah, you know, making sure that I'm I'm showing some sort of engagement back and whether I'm just liking the comment, but I, I read all of them. And that's just kind of my way of of uh of managing the the feedback process where there's uh if there's something constructive or if there's something positive, it's like having a pulse on what this song is doing. Right. And songs like I Got You where you know, some comments are, are really uh, vulnerable and, and, and personal. And it's like, wow, like, it, it's just how else would you know how somebody feels about about the song unless, you know, you pay attention to to the comments and the feedback. And sometimes I think it could be a positive thing to, to be in tune with. Yeah, it feels like there's two sides to it. You know, like you again, this I kind of this feels like a theme for you, organized, mature evolving you you're looking at it in a very uh positive mature way but also maybe recognizing that it can be there is another side to it as well potentially you know for sure and and at that point it's like you have to kind of segment like is this just you know is it is, is this just meaningless yeah. you know or or is it constructive and then at that point you know just keep it moving i mean there's gonna <laughs> exactly. there's, there's gonna there's gonna be there's going to be both sides for sure. How do you feel like, you know, it seems like your music has changed over time. I mean, do you expect that to continue to happen as you continue to create music? Yeah, it's not necessarily the plan, but I think that it's, it's possible and I wouldn't fight it. I think that mm. being, being open to evolving and uh, if that means trying something new or, or, you know, doing something for, for the first time, it's, it's, I think it's part of being, 
part of being an artist and 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 uh being creative it's like if if i was to say you know what like this is the kind of song i make and this is the only sound that that i that should be in my comfort zone then i'm just i'm missing out on right. on making really good music at that point no doubt no doubt listen i have to tell you this has been very insightful and i love your process on everything and just thank you stilo for giving me some time to interview chat with you about your music and the process of it so before we go please uh give everyone an idea of your project and um when everything's dropping you know yeah for sure man so no hard feelings the ep november 12th it's coming really soon i actually can't believe we're at the end of the year here but exactly <laughs> um yeah it's, it's a collection of of you know different feelings different genres and i got, got something for everybody so no matter what kind of music you're into there's, there's going to be something there for you awesome stilo thank you so much for being on the show and uh i look forward to uh hearing the ep and uh, I'm sure everyone else does too. So thanks so much for your time, man. I really appreciate it. Likewise, man. Good combo. Thank you. All right. You got it. At Kroger, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Kroger app and save from wherever today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.